Daniel Robinson was last seen the morning of June 23, 2021, leaving his work site in Buckeye, Arizona. He was a geologist. He was driving his 2017 blue-gray Jeep Renegade and was headed west into the desert terrain. On Tuesday, July 20th, Daniel's vehicle was found four miles from the work site in a remote part of the desert. The vehicle was recovered, but Daniel was not found. Daniel's father, David, is working tirelessly to find his son. Please visit pleasehelpfinddaniel.com to see what you can do to help out. Hey everybody and welcome to True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. This is Katie Weaver here with my co-host, sister and partner in crime, Christy Brower. Hello. Hello. Hey everybody. You're back. You're finally I'm back. Bringing back. Do you oh know goodness. what I have been doing while you've been gone? <laughs> I know. I know. And it's crazy. I was gone for two days and the whole Gabby Petito case like blew up. Poor Christy is just like, yeah, shuffling it all herself. However, I will say that I did do a lot of research. <laughs> yes, you did. And you sent me many, many leads and information and I helped did. me in the background very much. And well, that was appreciated. That's what happens when you're in the car for like 16 hours and two days time. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a lot of time for research, but that's about all I right. could do. So thank you for all of your awesome coverage and also Absolutely. for the case that aired yesterday morning, talking about the uh, the couple that was killed in Moab. Uh, let's see, Crystal and... Kylan. Kylan, yeah. Yes, which of course that case has gotten a lot of chatter because of Gabby's case. And yeah, I'm glad that you did that one too. Yeah, and I'm developing some sources on that case. So we're going to have some more info. We'll be doing a second episode. So. Right. I just did the intro to kind of give people the gist of the story, mm-hmm. um, but I've been seeking out some more information, and I think I'll be able to update it soon. Wonderful. Good. Yeah. Good. Well, I was in Montana at my daughter's very first ever college softball game. It was really fun. It rained a lot. We froze to death. <laughs> she had a really good hit and uh, unloaded the bases on a a double that unloaded three runners. It was uh, very exciting. Anyway, what can I say? Awesome. Yeah. So cool. We'll take it. Uh, There was also, you guys know, Rexburg. uh, (laughs) We're getting a bad rep over here, thanks to the Daybells. But uh, less than a mile from my house, apparently at 5 o'clock this morning, a couple's, uh, not older, I mean in their 50s, couple's home was broken into And he was shot in the head and she was attacked with a knife. And they both lived, though he's not in good shape at all. No. And the police literally don't have a lead in the world. They have no idea who would have done that or why. And it's got everybody really, really on edge around here wondering what the hell's going on. So it's right down the street from you. That's Oh, yeah. Just right down the street. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yikes. What's going on? I I can't even begin to that's a that takes a whole other show. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. Well, today we've got an episode that I think is really important because actually uh 
I keep seeing, and we've had this suggested to us uh, multiple times here in the last few days, and we decided, why not? Let's jump on it. Mm -hmm. Um, Because somehow this case has ended up um, being mentioned quite a few times alongside of Gabby Petito's case. And not that they have anything to do with one another at all, except for that this guy has been missing for three months. And I am willing to bet that nearly none of you know his name. And I didn't fine. until he was suggested to us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. This is the challenge that we constantly have that it certain is. cases get a huge spotlight and the rest yep. of them get nothing. a flashlight with dead batteries. <laughs> like yep. Nothing. Yep. And, you know, you can, uh, the, the argument in Gabby's case is that she had a social media following, which she did. Uh, but there's so many other cases. That uh, unfortunately she was also a blonde white woman, and it's no offense to her at all. I'm glad her case no. got all that info and all of that attention. We want all cases to get that, but mm-hmm. when it's not a blonde white woman who's missing, guess it's what? crickets, you guys. Yeah, yeah. Or I should say, heterosexual blonde white woman. Yes, absolutely. Because as you know, with a lot of the cases that we cover. <laughs> The, the media coverage is not there. The public outrage is not there. A lot of times the law enforcement presence is not there. So, yeah. and, and you guys know, if you've watched us for a while, we've covered a lot of cases that were desperate for some help, some attention. And this is mm-hmm. one of them. So yep. we're going to talk today. We're talking about the disappearance of Daniel Robinson. Yeah. So Daniel, uh, he was a geologist. He was 24 uh, in Buckeye, Arizona. He was working there. He's not from there, but he's been working there. And which, frankly, been, what a cool place to be a geologist. Holy right. No kidding. No kidding. He was a super or I let's say he is because he's not been. We don't know. Uh, super cool dude. He mm-hmm. uh, graduated with a, a degree in archaeology as well as geology and has been Working in Arizona, yeah, in a very cool place. So, at any mm-hmm. rate, he uh, he also uh, is missing a hand. Oh, he only like that. Has, I did not know. Mm-hmm, he's missing. He has a, a looks like a birth defect uh, on his right arm from uh, about mid arm down is is gone is missing. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he's he appears to me to who have uh, you know beat out a lot of odds to be where he's mm-hmm. at. You know, anyway, yeah, cool guy. Really, really Super. friggin' hard, I'm sure. Yes, it's just so beloved by friends and family and neat kid. Anyway, so he left work one morning. He'd been on a job site uh, doing some water samples and then was driving out away from there. He was driving his blue gray Jeep Renegade and he was headed west. And that's all anyone saw of him. That was it. Just it. He just disappeared. And his dad filed a missing persons report. Uh, I believe it was his dad. Someone did like the day he disappeared. Like it happened really quick. And well, if you don't show back up in the Arizona desert. Someone's going to start worrying. Super quick. Yeah. 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 And his work was concerned. You know, they've been deeply concerned. They've helped quite a bit. His coworkers have been really worried about what's happening here, you know? And so, uh, and this is just outside of Phoenix in case you're curious, but uh, 
in a place called Buckeye. Well, mm -hmm. the Buckeye police, uh, you know, they, they did a few cursory uh, investigations. They talked to friends and family. They determined that he wasn't suicidal or, you know, didn't uh, appear that he would be off to hurt himself. They did search the area a little bit, like right around the area where he drove away from, but they didn't come up with a single thing. And so his dad uh, lives back east. He headed straight for Arizona and starts mm -hmm. helping look and immediately discovers how very much on his own he is. Oh, gosh. And kind of from this the get-go, struggling. Oh, I hate these things like this. It makes mm -hmm. me so angry. Why? Right? This is the job of the police, for hell's yeah. sake. Yeah. And he's doing it all. He's making printing flyers and putting out. He's organizing searches. He's, you know, using social media. They put together a website. He's doing as much as he possibly can. But yeah. nothing is turning up at all. Uh, his bank accounts haven't been used. His cell phone has not been used. It's just like he vanished. Yeah. So, and then there's tension between David, the dad, and the police. Uh, because he feels like they're not being honest with him. He feels like when he sits down to try to talk to him or to them, they kind of just blow him off. Like he's just frustrated because he feels like he's not getting anywhere. And That's his so son is missing. Right. You know? oh my he's God. frantic. He's frantic. Of course he is. Yeah. Who wouldn't be? Right. And, and, and you expect that law enforcement is going to assist when someone goes missing. Yeah. Yeah, but it's such a crapshoot about whether they care or not. And that's oh. that's a hard, that's such a hard reality we're dealing with right now. Very much so. Yeah. So finally, on July 20th, so it's been nearly four weeks, a rancher reports that there is a rolled vehicle in a ravine on his property. And it's about four miles from where Daniel left the work site at. Okay. So they get there and they check it out. And indeed, it is Daniel's vehicle. And it has rolled. Oof. Airbags deployed. Uh, mm -hmm. It doesn't, there's some things that don't quite add up. You can kind of see in this picture, like around there, there are some of his stuff laying there. His cell phone is found there, his uh, his wallet, some of his other belongings. Like, it's all there. Uh, but the lay of the land versus the way the vehicle uh, is positioned is a little bit weird. Like, it's still things just seem a little bit weird. And... Of course, uh, you know, law enforcement, they, they come out, they do a huge search of the area, or I don't know if huge is fair, but they do a search of the area. They come up with absolutely nothing. Was there blood in the vehicle? Like, was there blood on the airbags? No. Anything no to blood. indicate a person injured? No. No. Ooh, that has my hackles up right there. Because if you roll the vehicle like that, with the airbags deployed, and you rolled in your vehicle that many times... There'd be blood. You would think so, right? Yeah. yeah. So you're not sustaining any blood-causing injuries, even just bloody nose getting hit with that yeah. airbag. Like, yeah, that's real sketchy. Yes. Well, yes, absolutely. And so they 
due to they take the vehicle and they do some uh, some tests on it. Apparently, um, these particular vehicles have a black box of sorts that will start recording anything that happens after the airbags are deployed. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so they don't I really didn't even give, know that was the thing. Me neither, and and they don't really give Dad much information about what that would have looked like. Well, they say, okay, they actually tell him something kind of problematic. They tell him that it shows that his son was driving in excess of 30 miles per hour at the point of impact and that all of the airbags deployed because of the rollover. But when he gets a hold of that info and turns it over to the private eye that they've hired, because they hire a PI because they're not getting anywhere. Sure. So the PI takes that information and reads through it. And he says, no, that's not at all what this says. This says that the vehicle was traveling under 30 miles an hour. But here's where it gets really weird. After the airbags deployed, the vehicle was turned over, cranked over more than 40 times and driven at least seven miles. What? Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. So how can that be? That can't be. Either that black box doesn't work or some seriously sketchy shit has gone down here. Mm-hmm. I. When did the farmer notice that the vehicle was in his ravine? I mean, did it... On the 20th had it been there July, the whole time? It had been four weeks since he had disappeared. And he just noticed it? I mean, he is this like noticed it. not a ravine he goes to very often? Or I'm going to assume, a... yes, this is way out on the Arizona desert. It is, it is pretty desolate. And it is July. Right. You guys know what the heat was like Hot. in Arizona this year. It this was unforgettable. Yeah. Well, when you look at that picture, that vehicle did not roll 40 times. Not yeah. even close. Also, no, 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 no. Didn't roll over 40 times. No, no, you're not hearing oh. me. Oh, they turned the motor over. The car was restarted 40 more times after it wrecked and the airbags were deployed. So there, but doesn't employ, doesn't deploying the airbags stop the vehicle from being able to be started again until mm -hmm. the airbags are replaced? Mm -mm. Because a lot of vehicles, you can't even drive them after the airbag is deployed. Well, this car was driven seven more miles. So there was a wreck. There was a wreck somewhere. And, and then, then the car was driven. But yeah. driven seven miles. Mm -hmm. But this is only four miles from his work site. Yeah. Man, none of this adds up at all. None of it adds up. No, the PI also feels like the injuries to the car aren't consistent with a car that rolled down a ravine. It's not well, smashed up in the right places for no. it to have been a rollover. And the way some of the stuff is kind of laid out in the brush, he feels like it's a staged scene. Boy. So therein becomes this big conflict, right, between the family and law enforcement, because law enforcement's like, look, he wrecked his car. He's lost somewhere on the desert. We don't know. We'll keep an eye out. That's what we've got for you. It's pretty much where it's at for them, right? But the dad is saying I mean, and the PI are saying something really weird happened here. 
None of this makes sense. You know, and dad feels like, why did they not give me the correct information about the black box? Were they misleading me? Did they, do they truly not know how to read this information? Like, why is this happening? Or is it just total carelessness? So he, they actually, but then there's another, there is one other conflict. Um, On the petition, there's a petition. We're going to talk about that. But on the petition, dad says that they have found remains of six other people. Law enforcement says that they have found remains of one other person and a lot and of there animals. There was a skull or part of a skull, right? They did find a skull, yeah, that uh, is not is not Daniel. So there's that discrepancy as well. Law enforcement says everything else they found was animal bones. Dad says, no, we have uncovered quite a few missing people out here on the desert. Because he has no. led six or seven searches. He's had a bunch of help. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I don't know if a bunch is fair to say in in light of what we've seen just recently, you know, but he's had some help. Right. I mean, I don't see any helicopters out looking for Daniel and that should have happened a long time ago. Mm -hmm. Yep. Search in the area for sure. But uh, so at any rate, uh, so there's a lot of contention here. So what the dad and the PI uh, are trying to push the law enforcement to do is to open it up as a criminal investigation because there's some major inconsistencies about what happened to the car and the PI feels like that's enough for them to open a criminal investigation enough for them to say something is suspicious here and we want to get to the bottom of it. Um, But they basically are, it's just crickets. They're just not responding at all anymore to dad. Things have been tense, you know? Mm -hmm. So what he is doing currently is he has a petition. And he's asking people to sign the petition to try to help him to, uh, you know, get enough uh, energy into this to be able to get something going, right? Mm-hmm. To get the police to to shift gears and start looking at it a little differently. Sure. So he actually has, he does have 9,605 signatures uh, at the Ooh. time of this recording. So he's, yeah, he's getting there. I have signed it. Um, I I think that Daniel deserves justice. I think well, that they, yeah. they need to get to the bottom of what happened. What did he wreck with? Right. That was my other question. What's the impact? What right. set off the airbags? What indeed? And did he wreck with another person? Like somebody knows something right, right. here. You Clearly. know, somebody knows something. So... You know, and, and I just, I really feel for, for David because what would you do if your kid was missing and you felt like you weren't getting the support you needed? Scream the what damn house do? down. That's what. Yeah. Absolutely. Now they have had, they have run dogs out there, but again, no trace of Daniel, no trace of him. And, and, and they did find other, you know, again, other cadavers and whatnot, but no trace of his son. That's really strange because you'd think if they ran dogs out there, they would find him. You know, if this was just a, he wrecked his Jeep, he crawled away from the wreck, injured and died in the desert kind of situation. And they'd find him. They'd find his body. Yeah. So, you know, per our policy, because this is a new case, we're not going to read it on the air because we don't do that. Uh, We do that with older cases that have had some time to to marinate but we try to stay out of the way and not be gross about it as you guys know so 
you some of you don't like that some of you do but that's our ethical standards so that's where just, we'll be on this case that we wouldn't publicly read this case uh mm -hmm. but we do want to offer our support uh to daniel's family because they deserve it they certainly do deserve it and daniel deserves to be found mm -hmm. and and there are some seriously weird discrepancies going on here. Yeah. None of that makes any sense at all. How could that vehicle have been driven seven miles after a collision that yeah. set off the airbags? And if that's the case, then mm -hmm. where is Daniel? And yeah. was he the one that drove it when it went down the ravine? You know? Right. And how did it go down the ravine? Exactly. How did what it go down? does that process look like? Things are just strange. So yeah. I'm going to recommend a couple of things. First of all, just go to their website because that's where everything is that you might want to see. There's a few uh, interviews with the news. There are, you know, there's informational stuff. There is a way to contact a tip line if you were to know something. There is a place to sign the petition. There's a place to contribute to the GoFundMe because it is a GoFundMe that has been paying for, to keep dad in Phoenix so that he can keep looking for his son and right. to pay for the PI. So there's all a lot of ways you can uh, contribute. And the website is super, super easy. Please help find Daniel.com. Yeah. Please help find Daniel.com. Head over there. You'll find it all. Dad is also on Twitter. You can find him over there. Uh, let's see. It is. Ooh, I have the wrong Twitter pulled up. Hold on. That's not what I meant to do. Hold on. I got to get to the right Twitter here. It is, uh, please help find four. Please help find number four at Twitter. So that's the place to, uh, you know, you can keep abreast as to what's going on here. In the meantime, yeah. So there you yeah. go. And we'll we'll keep giving updates if we get more information. Absolutely. We'll, we'll keep an eye on this case and anything that comes up, we'll definitely report back on. And we send all of our love to David and to all of their family that uh, they get the support they need and they get an answer about what yeah. has happened to Daniel. And they get uh, they get that. Yeah. Yes, most so definitely. Please share. Please share. Either share this episode or Go find their petition and share that, share their website. But we all have social media presences of some sort these days. Share it, you know, give them their their light or, or their, uh, you know, moment in the sun. They need it. They're desperate yeah, for it. They definitely yeah. do. Well, and we need to find a way to hold law enforcement accountable so that they have to actually figure out and investigate what has happened to Daniel. Yeah, but not be able to just blow this off because so far it seems like maybe that's what's happened. And no, no. All righty. Well, there you have it. So uh, this is Tuesday. We will be back tomorrow with uh, another case, uh, another case update. A lot of our cases are having some movement, so we're excited for that. And then we'll be mm -hmm. back Wednesday night with case updates at 7 p.m. Mountain. Then we'll be back on Thursday night for the Psychic Hour at 8 p.m. Mountain. Yeah. And that's what we've got. There was, uh, we did have a pop-up today. There was a brief uh, moment in court for Chad Daybell. So go check that out. It was kind of a 
pretty much. It wasn't much. (laughs) Yeah. But you know how those cases, how those things have gone with the daybells as of late. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah. So keep an eye on those things. Please like uh, comment, share, and come join our Patreon. If you want to really support us, Patreon is a great way to do that. You'll get a couple of extra episodes a month and we're just true crime paranormal over on Patreon. Easy enough to do. All righty. Well, that's it. This has been yet another production of True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. Take care. Thanks, everybody.